This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Have we started? I cannot see a single thing on my screen, unfortunately. Hello, if you can hear me, welcome to the To Holland Bank podcast, sponsored by Old Logical Bar and Kingfisher. Uh, tonight you're joined by host Nathaniel Witto, Will, and then two fantastic guests. It's always great when the host of the show's audio completely cuts out. Thought it was Isn't me, it? Will. I thought it was me. Can you hear me? I, I, I can hear you all now. Oh, I, I, I don't think that the technology has never been quite as bad. Um, I think it, it muted me, even though I'd pressed unmute. Well, I'll do the introduction again. Uh, this is the award-winning, I don't know how, uh, to Holland Back podcast sponsored by Old Logical Bar and Kingfisher. Tonight we're joined by Will and then two fantastic guests, dedicated fan Lee Walker and radio journalist BBC Burnsy, who I'm sure your voice, uh, his voice will be very recognisable to all the listeners. So um, apologies for the awful intro, but how are we doing? And we're looking forward to talking about City. We are. They're not doing too bad, uh, thanks, thanks for the info. Um, Good, good. Well, a bit of a dodgy intro, but uh, shall we just launch straight into the Ipswich game, which wasn't the Let's most not. fun? Let's not. What else do you want to do, Will? Keep that's, up with that Oh, well, I think we do have to cover the Ipswich game. If you don't want okay. to talk to, about it, I will ask one of the guests, Lee. A uh, bit disappointing to lose 3-0 to Ipswich, but uh, was it perhaps a bit of a reality check? I don't think it was a poor performance as lots of people have made out. It was just their press, the way they set up, that was better than us on the night. At the end of the day, we just couldn't cope with them, I thought. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with Vassini, what he said after the match, that he sort of took responsibility for some tactical errors with the way that they set up early on? Yeah, he's, he's picked a team, hasn't he? What he thought he could go out there, get a result, and he's come out admitting that he got it wrong. Probably your few selection was wrong. He brought Greaves straight back in and dropped McLaughlin. Maybe he should have like stuck with him. So I thought he had a good game against Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Burnsley, what were your thoughts about those comments? Was it kind of nice to see that he wasn't sort of pretending that it was just kind of a bad day at the office and that there was a, a key reason and that gives you hope that maybe that's not going to be, you know, that's not going to happen again? You don't know whether it'll happen again or not. It's it's the championship. It'll happen again at some point. But um, the important thing, he, he, he's a bright manager. He'll learn from it and the team will learn from it. And maybe um, having seen the way, the way Ipswich play, you might suspect at this early stage anyway, they might be the gold standard in the division. 
I think definitely the way they play is how I'd like to see City play with with more pace uh, about the football. City at times when I've I've not seen them away, I've, I've seen them not actually physically been there uh, to to see them away. But when I've seen them at home, they're they're, they're a bit slow at times, mm. and Ipswich move the ball quickly. And I think City will, that that will come for City. I remember watching Burnley fairly early on uh, last season uh, away at Turf Moor when City played there. And I thought, I couldn't watch this week in, week out. It's all a bit slow. It's a bit pass, pass, pass. Oh, come on. I thought, oh, I couldn't watch I couldn't watch Burnley. But what they did, the, you know, they bedded into it. The, the players became used to it. They upped the pace, they upped the tempo. And um, they're in the Premier League getting tonked every week, which everybody dreams of. But um, so, I, I, you know, I, they'll learn from that. They'll improve. And they know where the standard is now. If they didn't know before, I suspect they did know where the standard was. So um, just just take the lesson from it. Yeah, Will, did you were you impressed by Ipswich how they played? Because at the moment, I'm looking at a uh, a stat um, sort of graph about how Ipswich pass compared to us. We have had, I think, the the fifth most attempted passes in the league. So we like to pass, whereas um, we've actually been quite slow. I think we're in the bottom sort of six to seven teams for um, amount of forward passes. So do you think Rosina should learn from what Ipswich do, which is playing the same system, but with more pace? Firstly, um, yeah, Ipswich, I think, as Benzie said, are probably going to be the, one of the gold standards in the Championship this season. The way that they play football, they look superb, look fantastic. And I think, as was suggested with the performance played by Lee, I think it was a case of, there's not much we could have done even if we'd played great against them. I think, mm-hmm. I think Liam will take it. I think it is a good thing sometimes to have sort of results like that because you can take away, well, obviously this isn't working. We're going to have to tweak this and this and this. And then you've got to remember as well with, with Ipswich, Kieran McKenna went there, I think it was in 2021. Uh, he's a young, inexperienced manager coming in at a club, allowed to build a style. And you can imagine that once Liam's had that time to what, evolve his style, he, we might be a similar sort of playing team to them. It's all about giving a t- he's team had success with it. Will, sorry, I've interrupted there. Andy's had success with it because he got promotion. So exactly. they've got momentum, they've got confidence in the methods. The the supporters are on board with it, uh, and it's heading in the direction he, he's bedded it in. Liam's come in to a relegation battle to to keep the club in the championship, yeah. and therefore it it, it it it's a slightly different scenario and takes a little bit of time exactly mm. that's pretty much exactly where i was going to go with it yeah it takes just the scenario Sorry, is interu- i'm different. a terrible interrupter <laughs> i'm not bothered at all don't worry no i think you're right though about that because i guess they have had longer to implement that system than city have and maybe the attacking sort of exciting attacking football adrian wants to implement that side of it probably wasn't the priority last season with the amount of uh, times you know we, we sort of drew games nil nil or struggled to break teams down. Um, I want to mention a little bit about Connolly and, and where we think he is at the moment because um, dropped for the Millwall game after two sort of big chances he missed. Um, is it just a case of uh, you know like Traore? I think the main thing I was saying about his miss was that he just needs to be in the right place to get the next one. Or are we worried about? Perhaps some of the chances <coughs> Connolly's missed so far. I'll go to you first, with, uh, Lee. I think that he's not fully a match fit, so it's probably still been up the fitness of him, and that's why he's probably starting getting dropped to the bench every few games. But he did miss two good chances on Tuesday night at Ipswich, well, probably on another day, put in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, what do you think about him? And do you think, because uh, I thought Delap looked very good. And that's not really a massive surprise because he had been dropped the last two games and holding the ball up, I think. And he created the two chances for Connolly. So with Connolly and Delap, um, who who do you think sort of is in better form at the moment? It depends on what you're looking at in particular. Because if you're looking at girls, then obviously Connolly's the better form-wise. And if you're looking at all-round performance, I do think Delap is offering more to the team all-round. And... Hmm. Um, I get why he played Connolly and played De out wide because he did that against Leicester and it made sense he worked against another side who was probably going to go up um, and he wanted to try again obviously it didn't work but it's it's about what you're after from the play they're both very different players I do think 
I think we're better when Delap plays as the main forward and Connolly comes off the bench. I think that we've looked better when that's happened so far. Um, and I'm, I'm obviously, I say insane. I didn't against Millwall. He came on and he didn't really have much apart from a yellow card. So it might be a fitness thing, but obviously they've got a couple of weeks to sort of work on that if mm. that's the case. Yeah, I, I've been saying on Twitter that the international breaks probably come at a good time. We've got the injuries to Slater and Coyle. That may take a little bit longer to come back with, you know, Slater's about two months and Coyle's got, you know, a, you know, a broken skeleton at the moment, broken skull. Um, so uh, that's a pretty serious injury. But uh, Tufan might be get, getting back up to fitness. So um, do we think the international break after no wins in a three comes at a good time for the club? Yeah, I think Liam Rossini said that to, to my former employers yesterday, to, to Mike White on Radio Humberside, that he thought it was a good time. Just going back to the Connolly thing, you'll get in trouble, Nathaniel, saying they were dropped, Dilap and... Well, well it was a three-game week, so you can imagine... Uh, yeah, it... I know. Yes. Yeah. Probably yeah. rested. Because I suspect if you were interviewing Liam Rossini, he'd, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd look at you sternly and say they were rested. I'm not. I'm not defending it. I'm just taking the Mickey a bit. But um, I like Connolly. Take the Mickey all you want, Right. I'll come to your tracksuit in a minute. Still, we were talking about the gold standard earlier. How much you pay for? Did you? Did, did you know? Is it? Have you got that on eBay or Etsy or whatever it is? At five. Thankfully, I bought it from Tiger Leisure, so I didn't pay a couple of grand for it. Right, okay. Yeah, it, is it on it eBay or empty now? Six and a half grand. As worn onto Holland back. That was fine. It could be. Going back to, to Lee, I agree with Lee. I, I think Connolly still yeah. getting his match sharpness up. Um, Old winning um, most. Senior has always yes. said he, he will he he will he, he'll, he'll he'll rotate his players. Um so you know, we'll see. I, I'd like to see the two of them together. In, in a classic mm. big man little man combination, um, I don't know whether the system fits that sort of thing where you where you can get the two strikers together. But I like Dilap through the middle. I, I think he causes chaos mm. when he turns and runs at centre halves yeah. and runs through midfield. It's lovely mm. to see. It's exciting. Yeah. Well, I thought he'd be a much more technical sort of player coming from Man City, but I think that sort of physicality he brings in the pace, especially. That's been his sort of main attribute. We were sort of playing two strikers in the middle earlier on in the season with sort of two fan as a second striker. I don't remember them being that wide then, but we've sort of moved Twine and Troyore into the middle. I mean, I have written down here, has Troyore redeemed himself after the Leeds miss with the two goals now? A similar sort of chance he had against Millwall, but scored. So I guess everyone might have a different opinion on just how bad that Leeds miss was. So uh, uh, Lee, uh, Troy Ray, what have you made of his performances so far, despite the goals? I think he's getting better all the time. And obviously, he missed mm. most of last season, so he'll probably not hundred percent fitness mm. at the minute. What yeah. do I've, people I've... think of Twan? So I don't think he's really cutting the mustard out at the minute. Out of the two of them, I don't think either have uh, you know reached peak performance. But Troy's got, I think, three goal contributions, and Twine had a few kind of close free kicks. But uh, well, has Twine lived up to the sort of massive hype? Because you were talking about him being equally good signing as Philogene, and Philogene's well, been for me, much better. For me, when we actually signed him, I thought hype wise he was as good. But so far, unlike Philogene, he's not really shown it as of yet. And I think it comes partly because he's not been played in the position that he's probably at his best. And I think it, it partly... He was... He's, he's, he's same as Connolly. He doesn't look fully fit either as well, I think. And I don't think that's helped him. I mean, freaky-wise, he was, he was very close a couple of times against Millwall and it's getting better from his first game where he was sending him as if it was a, a conversion. Mm. But um, And I think he will eventually get one of those in the back of the net. It's just a matter of when rather than if. But uh, yeah, performs well on the field. He's not lived up yet. And I'm hoping he does at some point soon because it's a bit concerning. On, on Traore, though, I think he started the season very anonymous. We didn't do very, very little in games. I think, ever, honestly, since that miss against Leeds, he's kind of stepped up a little bit more and he's sort of been in the game a little bit more. And I'm hoping it continues. Mm -hmm. Burnsy, what are your thoughts on, on Twine? Do you think that, I mean, because he did 
have a very long injury last season. Same with Traore and some of the other players. Isn't fully fit, or do you think he sort of needs to start? No, did he? Did, can't remember whether he did a full pre-season with Burnley. I thought he had. I'm sure I'd read somewhere that he'd done a, a yeah. full pre-season with, with Burnley. Somebody put me right if I've got that wrong. No, I think, I think um, you're, I, you're I, right there. I think, his, I think his best position is, is, is central. Um, yeah. Was it the Leeds game where he got in good positions? Was getting mm. his shots off. He was. He was a bit yeah, more he, central. Uh, he definitely had the most chances and, in that game. Yeah, and got in the right positions. It's when he's pushed wide, I think he becomes less effective. Yeah. A bit like I always feel um, when Regan Slater is pushed wide, he becomes less effective. Um, still effective, but less effective than he is through the centre. So mm. that's maybe a maybe a system thing. I think Triori's finding his fitness, but now he's uh, yeah. The, the Leeds miss was horrendous, but we've all seen it happen. And mm. um, the good thing is the manager gave him confidence by sticking him in the starting lineup. Next game out, he scored. He scored again. And once his fitness comes and the understanding comes, because they're very much a work in progress. They will hopefully will will we'll see the best of him. What was mm. it? The twenty seventeen under twenty ones World Cup or under twenty World Cup something in like New that, Zealand yeah. player of the tournament? He was something golden balls or something like that. Well, golden whatever. He had golden something anyway. Player of the tournament. Always nice to just say so, player of the tournament. That'll do. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously got some pedigree. Let's let's hope we get to see it. Talking mm. of pedigree, I thought you'd be raving about Philogene. I, I thought we'd be straight in talking about him. Well, really I mean, we Millwall, I think well. I'm going to, yeah. Well, before we get on to the Millwall game and just how good Philogene's been, I mean, I'll mention two more things. Uh, I think it's a shame, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with perhaps uh, how we could set up against Southampton later, but um, I think it's a great shame Slater's got injured when he has because putting him further forward... He's got two goals in two games and then he's got injured. And now we're having this debate about who should play out wide or in the middle. It fe- it felt like we had, for two games, fi- found the right sort of player to you know, to bring in Morton and put Slater further up. And I've got two positives from the Ipswich game. So um, I'll let you guys you know, guess what the two positives from the Ipswich game I've got written down are because there weren't really many. So any anything jumping out to anyone? It was only three. No, it's uh, two players. It's two players that were positives. And these are really sort of uh, reaches. Well, I'll, I'll just, all I'll clutching at straws, uh, that Doherty and Cynic both came back from injury. So that was just good that, that they got on the pitch. It's been good to see that uh, they've come back, in it, and getting minutes. Absolutely. Cynic, when he came on and his brief coming on the pitch, did look okay. I mean, he, did, he should have given away a penalty like, but he looked yeah. okay. Yeah, well, he, he tried to score from about the halfway line on the byline as well, <clears throat> on the sideline. Uh, it was easy to say from the goalkeeper. But, um, I mean, I've been sort of doing polls and predictions on Twitter that he was never going to play for us again. So I'm very glad to be proven wrong because I still think last year we basically didn't have any wingers. We will talk about him now. We have one very good winger um, who's in great form now. I think we still need to work out what's happening. But, uh Doherty, I think, and Slater are kind of similar players. Maybe Slater's better, but it's good to have him back. But, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Burnsy, two-all draw with Millwall. The main positive there was Philogene. So do you want to just, you know, talk about how good he is? I'm really impressed with him. Um, The the thing I like most about him is his, his physicality. He's a lad that likes to get stuck in. Um, there's not much on him, um, and he's obviously got skill, and you'd expect that if if you're a winger. But he's he's he gets he gets stuck in. He, he's he's not put off by rough tackling. He'll he'll get into a tackle himself. He works really hard, and I thought it was a bit of a masterclass in the um, in the first half at Millwall on Saturday. And then credit to. Um, the Millwall manager for for making the substitution he did at half time. Philogene was far less effective in the second half because he was pushed back, and I wondered whether Liam might have swapped him to the other flank, see what he could do over there, and um, terrorise the other fullback. But um, I'm I'm really impressed with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I like him, and I keep coming back to the word physicality. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, his pace is fantastic, but it's good that he can get stuck in. Lee, uh, we know that there's a £15 million release clause sort of uh, in the contract for Aston Villa to buy him or a buyback clause. Are you scared that Aston Villa, after his performances, will save that £15 million as a bargain? I think so. Possibly it could alert a few other clubs as well to start touting him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um would you take Just to, it now? Not now. Maybe see how it goes this season. Mm. I'm not 100% thinking about that. I can tell, Will. Yeah. I can we tell. Did... You're thinking about that, aren't you? You could buy maybe about I, I, five or ten tracksuits with that, with that amount of money. I couldn't justify it this season after only ten games. Couldn't mm. justify it this early. Yeah, but uh, I think we look really good with him because... Uh, <clears throat> Last season, as I said, we were sort of playing two fan and Slater out wide and all the wingers kept getting injured. So this year, I think we still need to figure out who's going to be on the other side. But he took his goal really well. And then similar to the assist he got for Slater against Plymouth on the, the byline, cutting in and um, setting the Millwall defender flying and then uh, finding Troy I think he's sort of added um, an end product to his game. I know he was really skillful at his time at Cardiff, but... To see him, you know, finally get that goal as well. I think I'll really push on. Uh, Jamie here is asking in the comments, uh, do you think he tries to take people on too much rather than passing? I guess he's young. He will take time to get that decision-making. But, uh, Burnsy, how far do you think he is from the finished article as a, a, a winger? Well, I think it's in the, it's a win- in the winger's contract, isn't it, to, to, you know, not necessarily cross through. Not all of them do. Well, yeah, but, you, you know, Cut back, check back, go the other way, talk yeah. the fullback, and meanwhile the strikers made a lovely run in the middle, thinking, "Hold on a minute, where's the ball?" Um, and that's just the nature of of, of some wingers. Um, no, he won't be the finished article. He's, he's only young. He's had to. I mean, he's been at a Premier League club and dropped to the Championship. So Villa obviously don't think he's the, he's the finished Premier League um, article, but they obviously see some potential in him. And the deal's been done in in the way that the deal's been done. You genuinely look forward to seeing him play. Don't you, you want to see what he's got? Um, and as he gets an understanding with the other people in the team, and he gets used to the level, um, he'll he'll improve. I'd take the fifteen million now. By the way, <laughs> well, what would you do with the fifteen million? Who would you buy to replace him? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. It's a family show. To, but, to reinvest um, it in the club. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yeah. But I, I, that, that that'd be good business. That'd be that'd be a quick profit. After I'm not saying anybody's going to offer 15 million now, but uh, I'd take it if it was on the table. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I suppose we could sign a winger for 10 million and then sell them back to a Premier League club for 50 and just keep progressing you like can, that. You can disagree. If 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 he's part of if if he's part of the um, the team that gets them promoted, then 15 million will be a relatively small drop in the ocean mm. if they get to the world's richest game and all that jazz but uh if somebody slapped 15 million quid on the table now i'd take it yeah. but it's not gonna happen it's too early no, no it's way too early and I, knowing our not... look he'll get injured for uh, the under 21s uh oh. next week i think natural sin- city sin- cynicism yeah, yeah. C- cynical being the under 21s over the international break and i think he could be, you know, that winger because we spent a lot of money on him, probably similar amount to for the gene or still a few million. I'm not sure how the, the buyback clause works if we have to be promoted. I don't think they can sign us, sign him from us in the championship. But uh, well, that's that's for another day. Um, Lee, after City took the lead, uh, drew up Millwall's always, I think, a, a decent result, a difficult place to go, the den. But is it a, a point gained or, or two points dropped, do you think? Probably uh, two points drops after first half, where we played first half. So we got back into the game at one-one, then went two on. Probably should have had a couple more goals first half. Mm-hmm. Or probably two points drops, I think. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree because we went up and because we were so dominant. Because we scored two goals in five minutes, and I feel like we could have got another one. I think Twine had a chance that sort of perhaps could have gone with his head and tried to bite or kick it. Uh, Will. What do you think? Because a draw against Millwall, 
similar uh, we had a point at Millwall last year but very different place so I think what, what does this say about us with the two all rather than the nil nil we had last year as well well I think a, a draw over the 90 minutes was probably about right we dominated most of the first half they dominated most of the second but as was said you take the lead we should probably have got more in that first half and then in the second half we didn't react to their changes at all and pretty much let them run roughshod for most of the half and allowed them back into it. Uh, it's an improvement from a point of that we scored because it was a nil-nil when we went there last time, but it's a negative that we were very easy to get through when all the girls were poor defending, really, for both girls. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, Burnsy, do you think the sort of difference between, you know, because we are ninth, we've had a good start, but... We just need to find that 90-minute consistent performance because at times, like in the first half against Millwall, we look really good. So do you think that will just come with time and sort of building up fitness to be able to play for 90 minutes at that intensity? Yeah, I don't I don't know whether it's a... Is it a fitness thing or not? I'm looking at the pattern in the home games, I've, I've said this before, they sort of start well, maybe go 20 minutes looking the better side, largely from what I've seen and then lose the way a bit, and then at home have a resurgent second half and, and go for it. And I, I don't necessarily think it's a, a, a fitness is, issue. I can't quite put my, my um, finger on it. In terms of Millwall, I think I tweeted at halftime, the game's there for the taking, uh, uh, and it was, really. Yeah. But I listened to, to Swanee on Radio Humberside after the game, and he said what they needed to do at the start of the second half, which should fit into the style, is control the ball. Take the pace yeah. out of the game, control the, the 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 ball, control the game, don't let Millwall up the tempo. And they didn't do that. They they came away from type. And I, I think um, Liam Rosinha was saying that, you know, they had a couple of goal kicks where they went a little long, lost possession, et cetera, et cetera. And that allowed Millwall to build up momentum and get at them and 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 get back in the game. Um so it's it's a they're, they're on a learning curve, aren't they? That I think only Coventry have drawn more games in the division. I think Coventry have drawn six, City have drawn five, um, and if they if, if they can convert those um, draws, and in most of them they've, they've had a chance to do that into wins, then hopefully it'll it'll come together for them. Can I ask Lee a question? Because I think I saw yeah. from your Twitter, Lee, that you 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 were at Millwall. What was the fan experience like down there? Hey. There's people I spoke to uh, after the game was saying, was similar to what you say, seem to play for a like 20 minute spell drop off, get back into the game, and it goes back to like we have another 20 minute, 25 minute spell where we're on top of teams and we just seem to drift off during the games. Do we know why? Yeah. Anybody got a theory? No idea. Hey, um, no, we brought this up at Plymouth. I remember bringing this up at Plymouth in the press box. Saying every game it'll happen again, and I thought it before the game. Twenty-five minutes in, Plymouth will start building something, and they didn't. They scored, and then we're on the back foot. And it is—it's happening way too often. I think in in games, there's, there's something I don't know, but it's what it is. Is the question? Yeah, I think last year, of course, it took a long time for Rossini to get his first home win. Of course, this doesn't really work because we already had ours at Sheffield Wednesday, but we're then getting back into that sort of standard thing of sort of drawing games. We need to get that first win and hopefully go on a good run because I think the system works better away from home. But it's it's at least decent that we are drawing games and not losing them because we used this time last year, we lost about five or six in a row, I think. So we, we have definitely made an improvement on uh, Shotter, but I think really sort of managerial-wise, he wasn't really... Uh, up to scratch at this level. Uh, got a fan question here, Trevor, asking, can you see Aliar getting back into the team now we have Philogene? I'd expect Cynic or Aliar to perhaps get in the team, but with Aliar, he's just been injured so often, so just go around us for... Well, uh, when was the last time he ever really had a, a run of games? It's, it's not been for a long time, has it? Has he ever really had an extended run of games? He always oh, seemed really? every three or four games to have picked up a little niggle and been out for a couple and then come back and then been out for... A... It's interesting. Uh, I'd like to see him back because I think there's definitely a lot of promise there, but 
he's not really pushed on when he's had the opportunity. And like I say, he's, he's had, he keeps having these little niggles that keep him up the side and stop him from being consistent. Uh, so it's, it's hard to say. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bernsey, thoughts on, on LAR? I actually thought, it's, and I know you touched on Shotter before, I actually thought his most impressive performance, and I can't remember whether there was one or two, was when Shotter played him at left-back, left-wing-back. Hmm. Um, in a game or two, and I thought, aye, aye, because he's 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 brave. He's got pace. He wasn't scared of a tackle, and he he was, you know, really getting up and down the left flank. But it's it's the, the injuries have been a disappointment. And the other thing is, he's not the steadiest finisher. The end product's yeah. not been mm-hmm. good enough. Um, but there's there's promise there. If they need to get him fit. He needs to, you know, have an injury-free run and, and show us what he could do. But I wouldn't forget him as, as a potential left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think. Well, well, Lee, what were your thoughts? Because this feels a lot I, like last year where we had I lots of injuries. Not, I think, I think if an offer comes in in January, it'd be gone. So it, could, it was going in the summer, but obviously he got that injury and it fall through. Mm-hmm. He might He's be promising. Gone, yeah. And would you be sad about that? Would that be would that would that be good business for the club if they got an offer? I, I think mean, it'd I be think... good business because he's been admitted, yeah. he plays a few games, gets injured, and he's out the team again. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. lived up to what the potential he did. Twenty one appearances last season. Yeah, not, like not many. Yeah, well what what were you gonna say about him? I was going to say, yeah, I would probably take it because while he's there's plenty of promise there, he's not live, he's not pushed on, and his uh, injury record has been too, uh, it's been too uh, uh, plagued for us to rely on him long term. I think mm, that's exactly the the term I'd use. Will plague with injuries, and I think we signed him for probably three or four million euros i don't know how many pounds that is but i doubt we'd actually get that back um cynic maybe there's a chance if he does get fit and i think philogene would make a profit on but um you know of the three players we signed for big money last year i think two fans being the only one that's really um rather than ali our cynic sort of uh got into the team a lot um ad's asking uh we're playing too many players out of position and we had two left backs on the bench I think Furlong was just on the bench because Kyle was injured. And maybe, maybe could give him some minutes. But uh, what do we think about Vinagre? Because I wasn't convinced about him against Plymouth. What, what of what we thought of him so far? Don't all answer at once. <laughs> Lee, thoughts on Vinagre? Oh, Lee. Hey, bit of a miss. He came with a big reputation, and he hadn't really impressed me so far. Mm-hmm. Games I've seen him play. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Will, do you th- I mean, I think we probably talked about him against Plymouth, but has anything changed? Sometimes your absence can sort of make you look like a better player, but, um, you know, there wasn't really any major problems that Finagra could fix against Millwall, was there? He hasn't had a truly great performance for us as of yet. That would suggest the player that got promoted in the way he did and played as the player the way he did in the Wolves. Mm. Um, I do find it interesting that we have all these left backs and we're still relying on playing Greaves there. Yeah, it's kind of the same with Slater at left wing who's playing there. Uh, it's amazing that we can sign all these players and yet it's those sort of 
players that have come through the academy or sort of young players we've had in League One that have sort of got into the team a lot more. I think perhaps, don't know about Doherty doing that, but yeah, there's there's a few players that have had so much potential and we just haven't really, really seen it. So uh, anything else to mention about the Millwall game or we can get into the next exciting segment of the show, which I think hopefully will go better than the introduction. Anything else about Millwall? No. No? Okay, then. Uh, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to see these on the screen, but it's time for the Seri Hard mini quiz, oh just to break up the show a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so I've got the questions written out. I'm going to try not to read out the answers as well, because that was ruined the entire thing. I think last week what we had was people commented in at the time, put your comments in for the answers now, and if you get them right, we will read them out at the end of the show. So uh, the first question we have, and uh, Burns and Lee and Will, you can answer in. As I said, I know the answers, so I won't be uh, contributing. But this is the uh, a great 5-0 win we had against Southampton, our next opponent in the Championship in 2008. Can anyone name the goal scorers from our 5-0 win? Any of the guests, uh, if you do know, I think, answer in. Henrik Pennington for one. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. I never... That is, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, those are very good suggestions. Burnsy, do you want to throw one in and then maybe we'll let the, the oh, last no, two... I'm, I'm, I'm useless at this sort of thing. Much like Swanee don't do quizzes, but um, if, oh. if I could remember, I'd tell you. Well, there's uh, the five... Game. Yeah, that's true. There's five goal scorers here. If you mention a player that was at the club in 2008, got a pretty high chance of getting it right for the third guess. So I'm, 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 I'm going to have to... Is there a I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to force you for an answer of a guess. And then we, can, we can reveal the last ones at the end. Go on, go on Burson. You know you want to. Uh, I, I, what, we're talking 2008? Yeah, promotion season. Dare to dream. Well, not right. Dino will have been one, won't he? Uh, I mean, I said I was going to answer at the end, but uh, wrong. But good guess. Right, okay. Good guess. <laughs> right, I, did sort of, I did sort of set you up there. So, yeah, rubbish can... at quizzes. Pedersen uh, and Campbell were two it, of them. Uh, Marnie? Marnie, I'll give you that. So that's three, and then we'll reveal the last two at the end. So if people want oh. to comment in, we can read that at the end. But Dean Marnie, that was another one. Next up, we have uh, the head-to-head between us and Southampton. So uh, what we want to know is, have Hull City won more or less games against Southampton in, I think, well, this last 50, 60 games, something like that. Uh, so Saints have won 24, draws 21. So Hull, in that amount of time, beaten Saints more no. or less. We'll have won less games than they have. Yeah, Will, you're saying no. Lee, do you think we have a good record against Southampton? Uh, I'll say less. I'll say less. Well, we've, we've got at least one right so far. Burnsy, thoughts? On the basis, you sort of half gave it away there by saying in the 50 or 60 games they well, played. No, to be but... fair, I genuinely don't know how many it is because oh, oh, right, okay. I don't know how um, Ant's made I'll go this. less as well. It I'll, might I'll be less as well. It might be just yeah. how many times we've played them in our history, and that could be like 100 games, to be fair. could be a lot. I don't know how he's made less. that. So I'm just backtracking. Less, okay. Definitely less. Okay, so... Those were good for the listeners, and uh, now I think uh, these are ones. Well, we've got ones that you can't actually answer if you, you if you're not watching this live because we've got uh, two photo based, uh, based questions. We've got a "Where's the ball?" question from the Ipswich game. Uh, I described it to you, but that would take a while. Basically, we've got Vinagre and Greaves sliding in, uh, and uh, just comment in where you think the ball is. Is it in positions one or through to eight? And then here's a fun one. Um, my parents were, were very concerned about how you could get any of the blurred players here. So we have three blurred photos of Hull City players. Uh, let's answer some of these now. Will, Lee, Burnsy, can you name any of these three on the screen at the moment? I think two mm-hmm. is, is Camel. Camel Kuziki. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I couldn't possibly say until we answer later on. I could do, but I'm not going to. Not a but, clue on the other two. No, I think... I'll the, go 
Darlow or Myhill on the keeper. Okay, interesting. interesting. I've got Darlow on the keeper. Yeah, all right, very confident. Uh, and Michael Turner on three? Yeah, three is actually very difficult. I know because I know the answer, but I think actually the sort of main hair aspect of the player is covered up by the logo we have. So something interesting. Oh, so it's, it's a rare haircut you've just given away then? Well, I, I think that's a reasonable clue to give because you didn't get it, to be George fair. George Boyd then. George Boyd? Okay. Jackson Irvin? I mean, the man boy. Possibly Lee. Do you want to have a guess, or is it George Boyd? Boyd? George Boyd. Okay, interesting. Well, I think some people have commented in, and we will answer, uh, or you know, confirm if any of those are right uh, at the end. So, um, I think what I'd like to do now that we've finished the uh, semi-hard quiz, thanks to Ant for uh, setting that all up for us, is just to talk about where we think City are. Um, whether we're you know progressing well at this stage of the season. Last year, I think we probably had 11 points from 11, whereas this year we've got well, 17 from 11. At this point last season, Dawson was now in charge, wasn't he? Hmm. Uh, yeah. I think we just beaten Wigan, I think. So around that point. So, yeah, we were in a good place. Hmm. Not in a good place at all. So, um, Ali, I'll start with you. Did you predict where City would finish this season and so far are they above or below? I said they're uh, probably around 10 or just outside the playoffs I predicted before the start mm -hmm. of the season. Yeah. So we're ninth. Yeah. we're ninth. Are you fairly happy with that or do you think that you're seeing a few things that concern you with regarding sort of perhaps that lack of ruthlessness? Fairly happy where we are in the table. Could have had more points. Obviously the draws what we've had at home. There could have been wins but fairly happy at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I am quite happy. And the, the league is so tight right now that, yeah, we could be fourth or we could be about 12th and we'd still be one or two points in or outside the playoffs. So it's sort of points accumulation. We're in a perfectly decent spot. Like I know Forrest got promoted a few years ago from being just outside the relegation spots. And I mean, QPR almost got relegated from being top in October. So anything is possible at this stage. So Burnsley did think it's reasonable that uh, we don't want to get carried away positive or negatively at this stage? I think it's a decent start. My, my thoughts pre-season before um, they actually started to make, you know, the likes of Dilap coming in and Philogene were they'd, they'd be sort of 10th or, or top 10 and they'd, um, they'd have, I would have thought at some point during the season, a little flirt uh, with the playoffs. I think definitely they've got the potential to make the playoffs in terms of what I've seen so far, I think he's still searching for the right blend personally. Um, and they're still settling, but it's nice watching them. I think they're making progress and um, that they've got a chance of, of being contenders. They maybe need to be a bit more ruthless, and when they are on top, take the opportunities or, or make all that possession count with a few more goals. But um, it's the, the building blocks are there. There's, you know, it should be a decent season. Much to look forward to. You know, it's a young manager putting a young side together, and um, they've got some exciting players. So let's enjoy it. See where it goes. Because yeah, it's a young manager and a young squad at the moment, isn't it? So the potential is certainly there. Burnsy, did you predict around tenth or sixth or something like that? About tenth. If, if normally I'd get asked by the whole Daily Mail to do something for yeah. them, not this year. Um, and I would have gone 10th, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm kind of yeah, negative out of the four I think of I us. went 12th last season, which is most unlike me. I'm not known for being cheerfully optimistic, but um, I went for it last season. I think of the, the local press pack, I, I was the one that was most optimistic about it. Mm. Didn't quite I come off, went, maybe it would have done. I think I went 11th this season, so went ninth. I'm absolutely ecstatic with that, too, above where I was. <laughs> um, although, of course, I'd rather... We were just a little bit higher. Um, so, Will, I mean, it's much, surely it's much easier to just find that extra bit of ruthlessness which might come from a, a lucky goal, especially at home, to win a game than, you know, because we're getting into the opportunities and dominating the ball. It's just that extra little step rather than rebuilding it from being, you know, complete garbage, basically. 
Yeah, it, it feels like there's a lot of little things that just need tweak that need just a little bit of improvement and the team will click. I, I think the most common, and this it's used quite a lot, is the term, it, it is a work in progress. It's not the finished article. It's still a team that's being built, still a style that's being built. And the fact that it's been relatively successful this season so far suggests that it's going to be, once he's been able to sort of like evolve it a bit more, it suggests it's going to be a successful one, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I predicted 10th. Um, after 10, normally you'd say after 10 games, you can get a judge on how the season's going to be. And if we're ninth, I've, I think I'll happily have taken that. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the points difference between like fifth and maybe 11th can be really tight sometimes. So, I guess it's just that little bit of ruthlessness. You need to pick up those extra points above other teams. But uh, yeah, I think generally we are in a pretty solid position so far. Um, so Southampton is at home. Uh, we're playing them at home after the international break. They are one place below us and I think have had a fairly similar start to the season. Um, yeah, here, here we've got an interesting, interesting comment. Got to remember the players have never played this type of football before. Maybe not other clubs uh, not even Delap from Man City. I suppose he hadn't played for Man City much. And he's been at loan, uh, on loan at direct playing teams. I guess we do need to, like Ipswich have had, just uh, have that time playing the system. Uh, Southampton have had a similar start to the season as us, scoring a lot of goals, but not really being consistent. So, Lee, uh, do you think it'll be a really tough game or do you think that because Southampton are in- inconsistent, maybe we can catch him on a bad day and sort of repeat that 5-0 defeat they had at Sunderland, perhaps? Probably won't be an easy game on paper, but depends how we start. So it could be, hopefully, a bit of inconsistency from Southampton with a couple of their own win. Mm. I think starting well against them is so important because I imagine that's why they crumbled at Sunderland, because they really went at them. And we just need to be, uh, you know, sort of ruthless at Burnsley. Do you think, do you think uh, Southampton are sort of, uh, now that they've uh, beaten Leeds um, quite easily, which of course we c- we couldn't do, do you think that maybe they're recovering after a poor start? Well, they've lost four on the bounce, haven't they? And then they've they've unbeaten in the last three. Beat Leeds, won at Stoke, drew um, at home with Rotherham. Rotherham. Mm-hmm. They're they're finding the feet in the division, aren't they? Let's let's not forget they 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 were a club in crisis. Um, been in the Premier League at a, a reasonable time, spent a lot of money last season and like momentum you get when you come up and you get promotion like Ipswich coming up, you get momentum going the other way when you go down and sometimes it's hard to put the brakes on, turn it round and, and get it headed in the right direction. They've, they spent a lot of money on young talent. I don't know too much about the, I've not, you know, it's, it's a time off before the game so I've not really had a look at their squad or anything like that. But um, and they've got a new manager in Russell Martin, and if you think Liam Rossini likes to pass, we've yeah. seen Russell Martin's sides. Blimey, yeah. does he like to pass? They like to pass. I, that was, be, well, I was uh, gone. No, no, no. It's all right. We'll fire away. Yeah, that was what I was going to bring up. Is that they might be just taking their time to find their feet because it's a Russell Martin side, and he wants to implement yeah. his passing to death style. Um, on the team and they might be starting to find the feet. Yeah, they've had the most attempted passes in the league, almost 7,000, whereas we are around 5,500. So we're, I think, fifth most passes and they're definitely top by quite some way. And I think Swansea teams he had and MK Dons before that, that's definitely what they did. So similar to the Ipswich game, it'll be interesting to see which team's better at the system. I think, you know, a sort of direct comparison. What I'm getting from that is the crowd. Yeah. If they're a pass, 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 pass side, do you change your way of playing in a bit to to try and interrupt their rhythm? What, what do you do? Mm. I think we probably should because we've scored a lot of goals from long balls. The two goals against Millwall, we play out from the back, but those were just long balls up the pitch, and we got onto the end of them. So maybe that's actually the sort of thing that teams aren't expecting from us. And that's the sort of thing we need to do against Southampton, possibly. Will, you you look like you had something to say there? No, all I'm getting from it is the fans who want us to get it forward and uh, oof it up the field are going to hate this game when it's two teams oh, yeah. who like to pass Both it. Both teams are. 
Yeah. Could be nil nil then if neither team one, gets in the other half. The one possibility also is Southampton have conceded a lot of goals this season up to this point. Yeah. They've conceded quite a few goals. So their defence is it's not awful, but it certainly can be got at quite easily if you if you try and give it it. Yeah. Same as ours, really. So Lee, do you think yeah. this could be high scoring game? Eh, uh, maybe one one. Mm-hmm. One one at home. That's that's never happened before. That's that's really outlandish. One one at home. Oh my word! Couldn't imagine it. But okay, well, you've you've done your prediction there. I think we'll do all our predictions. Will and um, do you want to explain to Lee and Burnsley? Well, Lee will know why are you going right. to predict what well, you're going to predict. All right. So Hull City going to win three 0 I'm getting bored doing <sighs> this one. You are. Well, you, you can stop at any time. There's no contract uh, which says you have I'm, to do it. I'm too deep in now. I'm predicting it until it happens. So three mm. 0 Hull City. It's so close at Stoke. If we just kept a clean sheet at Stoke, you would have not had to do it anymore. Burnsley, do you want to be equally optimistic three 0 or, or something more sensible? And and to be perfectly honest, it's a couple of weeks away, and and we don't know who he's going to have fit. So we don't know what the makeup of the we don't know what the makeup of the side is going to be. We don't know what's going to come back from those that are on international breaks. Um, and so there there are so so much uncertainty anyway. It's 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 difficult to call it at this stage, but it will be a pass fest. Of that yeah. much we know. Didn't one of its? Didn't MK Dons have a world record for a number of passes for a goal or something at some point? It might have been surpassed. What's the manager there, Russell Martin? That rings a bell. Actually, you're quite right about that. I think that may well have happened. If it was good. I'd bring you the stat and say it was 756 passes without the opposition touching the ball. But um, yeah. it was something like 70 odd passes for a goal. Might um, have been it might Scott have been Twine goal. I think he was at MK Dons with Russell Martin. Yeah, well, quite possibly. So, yeah, I think 1-1, to be honest. That's uh, been the result at home a lot recently under the senior, not just this season, but last season as well. So I think maybe I'll change my prediction next week or before the game, but I think 1-1 at the moment. Very reasonable. Uh, I know everyone's been waiting in suspense, so shall we do the answers for the, the Seri Hard quiz? I suppose. You suppose? Yeah? Well, that's what we're going to do. So, yeah, I, I sort of did give it away. H- how many results is that between Saints, uh, Hull and us, uh, the old draws? 24, 45, oh, 60. So I did give it away, exactly. You did, you did um, give it away. So <laughs> I think, I can't remember who it was, but uh, two out of the three of you got correct that we don't have a very good record. We all got it. Well, I, I knew it. That, 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 appli- that application for a TV quiz show is going to have to wait for a little bit, isn't it? Just yeah. just needs a bit of work with CV. Well, he, he normally doesn't host it, Ben. He normally does it when he's on here, ah, and I right. think he's a better he's a better quiz host. Yeah, that's that's, that's definitely true. Did anyone in the Try comments get that? that? Or well, AD Wright of West Hall FM got less, so well done. That's absolutely right. Uh, moving on to the the other one, which was the goal scorers. So we got three already. Um, I think AD's predicted Caleb Folan, but uh, he wasn't one of the scorers. The, the five, so Brian Hughes, Dean Marnie, Michael Turner, um, and then the other two I wrote down, and I can't find. Henrik Pedersen oh, Fraser Campbell. Yeah, so who was Henrik Pedersen? I've never heard of him. My, my knowledge of Hull City. Who, who was he then? He was a footballer. Wow, that, that's really helpful. I've heard of all the other four. And I, my, my knowledge of Hull City pre-2012 isn't great. I have watched the Dare to Dream sort of promotion video, you know, of all the highlights several times, but I've never heard stop of... It, will you? Stop, I mean, stop Pedersen. it, Nathaniel. We're making some of us feel very old. Right. Well, me feel old. I saw and Theo Walcott, <laughs> seeing Theo Walcott as a pundit on the Arsenal Man City game today, That even that made me feel old. Um, to be fair, Henry Pedersen played for us in the promotion season, as is clear. Uh, oh, yeah, I could, uh, he I was could get that. Yeah, he, he was like him and a coach from Bolton, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So Very here we go. Player. I think the answer mm. for the uh, Greaves. Um, I'm going five on this. Going it's five, not, is it? 
I've not I seen them all there. <laughs> no, I can't even find the I was thinking number. it was six. But... Uh, I'd reckon four. It was eight. It was eight because oh. it was furthest on the left. Should really be one. I wrote down eight. I hope that's correct for all the people at home. It, yeah, it is eight. I don't know whether anyone got that in the comments below. Um, but uh, I think the last one, we got a lot of comments on the blurred players. Um, Aides said uh, George Long for the goalkeeper. We've got uh, some about Eves with the uh, the hair. Stockdale. Uh, Stockdale. Lots of Darlows for the first one. But um, I don't think anyone actually got it. Uh, some people got the last oh. one. I think, well, you mentioned Jackson Irvin. So one with the ponytail at the end was Irvin, Camel Grzycki in the middle, and then on the left, the goalkeeper in the green. Everyone predicted Darlow, but it was actually David Marshall. Remember the years we had Marshall and, you know, every time there was a shot, it would go in. We'd all blame Marshall. Fun, those, yeah, those were fun times, to be fair. The one. Well, he was a good keeper. He, he was, was actually, and he was the classic he was. scapegoat that we seem to have in every city oh, team. He's a good reason. keeper. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. To be fair, um, well, uh, apologies for the absolutely awful intro and the slightly dodgy uh, sort of procedure we had the quiz in. But uh, Will, thanks for coming on again, and uh, Lee and Burnsy, I hope you've enjoyed yourself, and uh, Thank you. I hope everyone going to the to the uh, fair this week enjoys themselves. As we mentioned at the top of the show. Ultralogical Bar and Kingfisher are the best places to go uh, to get your food for the whole fair. Our proud sponsors. Um, Burnsy, you've sort of restarted the 1904 Club uh, podcast recently. So do you want to just sort of direct people to that? Yeah, I mean, um, get it on all the usual podcast sites. It's um, it's led by Baz Cooper, who's doing an excellent job as the whole city reporter for the whole Daily Mail, and myself and uh, young James Fletcher. And uh, it's out every Monday afternoon, and we're just chewing the cud on City. Though so, um, you don't get to see us. It's not quite as magnificent as this in terms of the visual <laughs> aspect of it. So that's probably a bonus, really. Um, but, um, yeah, do do join in. And if you have anything you want to talk about or issues, um, drop us a tweet and we'll we'll try and talk about it. And yeah. I think he's uh, Liam Rossini has promised to come on at, at some point in the near future. So hopefully we'll have him maybe during this international break. Mm. Yeah. You're uh, back on the airwaves soon as well, aren't you, Bernsey? Uh Yeah, I'm going to do uh, a, a music show. It's um, it's pure self-indulgent. I'm going to be the... Um, it's going to be called Bernsey's Eclectic Circus on 107 <laughs> FM on a Monday night from, I think, the second week in um, November. And um, basically, I'm, I'm just another bar steward son of Peel and Partridge. That's all I'll be. So I'll just play <laughs> some tunes. We know football. But well, thank you for good. the opportunity to give it a plug. Much appreciated. You're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, well, well Lee and Bernsey, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. And thanks thank to you. everyone who's commented in and liked. Yeah, and remember, you're very welcome. Um, remember, you can still vote, despite what Ant put on our socials. You've got an entire other week to vote for us in the Football Content Awards 2023. Uh, simply head over to the uh, links that have been in various of our tweets. Football Content Awards, Best Podcast Football League category. And then there's also the Tigers Newsroom, who have um, uh, there on Instagram and Twitter, who are, I think, going for Best uh, Content Creators, uh, oh, different wow. category, well, something like that. So you can find them on the list as well. And, uh, you know, they're plugging us and we're plugging them. So uh, that's sort of nice collaboration because I think, especially, you know, with Burnsley, with your new show, I think it's nice that we can have all of these different whole city sort of websites and podcasts, you know, sort of not competing, but, you know, if you listen to one, you can listen to more. And I think the more discussion there is about our wonderful club, uh, the better at the moment. So thanks again for liking and commenting and we'll be back again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.